And welcome back, folks, to Real Talk for Realtors, the podcast that is designed for realtors, by a realtor, for realtors, all about realtors. It's also about sales, but hey, if you're a realtor, I hope you're here. Um, Welcome back. I got a lot of feedback after the last episode. Apparently, people really um, had some, some great ideas on how to include all sorts of other verbiage into their contracts. Um, I love the feedback. I thought it was fantastic. I actually heard a couple of things that I hadn't thought of yet. And I went, wow, that is creative. And I said, Hey, explain to me the context in which you use this, because that's just, that's just sharp, you know? And, uh, and so we had some really good, really good interaction. Um, today we're going to talk about something that's a little similar, but, um, a little more, a little more pointed. And I'll start with a story. Um, folks who know me know that I coached Little League for uh, about 12 years. Uh, both my boys played, and uh, they were both you know standouts, and uh, I absolutely adored coaching them both. And um, we did pretty well. We have a lot of hardware on the mantle <laughs> from those days. But as a coach, I took my job incredibly seriously. Now, I wasn't one of those, you know, mean coaches or anything, you know. I was intense, though, and I was intense in a sarcastic way a lot of times, and um, I paid attention to a lot of the real small details that most other coaches didn't pay attention to. And just to give you an example, and this is kind of what the story's about, we were in uh, a playoff, and it was a tournament, and we had won our game. And then we were going to play in the championship against uh, the winner of the uh, the next game. And so we sat there and, and we uh, we watched them have their game. And we noticed that their best pitcher was playing catcher. And we said, okay, well, they must be saving him to go against us because we were, you know, the best team in Little League. And I said, wait a minute, you know, he can't just sit there and play catcher the whole game. There's a rule about that. And all my coaches looked at me and said, wait, what are you talking about? When you become a coach in Little League, they hand you this green book. And it's about 150 pages. And um, it's all the Little League rules. And there are a lot of them. About how many pitches you can have in a day, how often you can play catcher, you know. And it's all designed to protect the kids. But there are a lot of rules. And when I first started coaching, I read that book. And I memorized it. I read it over and over and over and over until I knew it the best that I could know it. At the beginning of every season, I reread it, painstakingly reread it. And I dog-eared pages near all of the areas that I thought I might need to reference. And then I carried it in the outside left leg pocket of my coach's cargo shorts. (laughs) Okay. So hopefully you have the picture now, right? Well, there's a rule in there, uh, quite simply, that simply says that a, a young kid cannot play catcher for more than three innings and then pitch on the same day. Now, the reason for that is because every time a pitch is thrown, no matter who the pitcher is, the catcher is the kid who catches it and then throws it back. So after three innings, he's thrown back you know, over a (laughs) hundred pitches, his arm is taking a beating 
and Little League rules are designed to protect the kids. All right? Um, that's why they have pitch counts and things like that, where, you know, a kid can only throw X number of pitches per game or per day or whatever it is. And this particular rule clearly stated that any kid who caught for three innings could not pitch the same day. And I knew that that was a rule. And what we had was we had our game that was in the morning. And then this second game we were watching was later morning, early afternoon. Then we took a couple hours off. Everybody ate and refreshed. And then we came back in the evening and played a championship. That's all the same day. So when we came back out and we set up to play, they didn't pitch their best pitcher right off the bat. They pitched a couple other kids. And uh, we were in, you know, one of the later innings. And it was looking pretty good like we were going to win. We were up by a couple of runs. And they tried to bring in this ace. (laughs) And I walked up to the umpire and I said, listen, he caught in the last game four innings. He can't pitch today. And, you know, the other coach happened to be this kid's dad. And he was like, what, what? No, that's not a rule. And and the umpire said, actually, it it is a rule. (laughs) And, um, you know, let's see your books. So I pulled out the book and it said right there, he, he caught all four innings. And he said, you know, I'm not, I'm not obeying this rule until I can see it in writing. And I'm kind of famous for this now. I reached into my pocket, whipped out the book, went right to the dog-eared page and said, it's right there. And he read it, threw the book down into the dirt, walked off and just complained to his parents about how unfair everything was. The bottom line to the whole story was that kid didn't pitch. They sent in another pitcher and, you know, two batters later, my son hit a home run that still hasn't landed. And then we iced the game. And that coach blamed me for the entire game. It was very unpleasant. But the end result was that he lost. His team lost because he didn't know. All he had to do was take his kid out of the catcher's area. One batter sooner. But he didn't know that there was a rule. He didn't know the laws. And folks, that is how real estate works. I learned all the license law. My first year in in real estate. I read it. I read it. I read it. When I was sitting at home, I'd read it. Every chance I got, I would read a part of it. Every year when they came up with changes, I read the changes and I reread it. Yes, it's a little boring. But not when you're using it as part of your business. Not when you're using that as a strategy. I cannot tell you the number of times that I came up against another agent or one of my agents came up against another agent and we knew the license law and we had followed the license law and they had not. And I was able to point right to it, chapter and verse, put my finger right on the line and go, there it is. A lot of folks that I went up against hated me for that. I was the bad guy a lot of the time. 
But you know what? We won. Our buyers won. Our sellers won. Our clients won. Our brokerage won. My realtors won. The other side complained, hated me, wouldn't talk to me at a golf outing or something. But that doesn't change the fact that when you know the law, you win. Folks, I know that reading your state license law is probably something that sounds about as much fun as watching grass grow. And I'm sure a lot of you think you know the law just because you understand common sense. Folks, there are license laws that are written about something as simple as how big the phone number of the brokerage has to be on a sign in relation to the realtor's name or the realtor's personal phone number. There are lines on there that say that the realtor can't have any number but the brokerage number in four different states. Now, I have not, admittedly, learned all the license law, every single line, for all 50 states. (laughs) I'm working on it. But I've read 40 of them. They're all online. They're easy to get. I find it very interesting to see the differences between this state and that state and so on and how things change. And I do that because I work across the United States. I have clients in a lot of different states. And I need to be able to talk to them. I need to be able to help them chapter and verse with their license law. Folks, if I can do it as someone who is a trainer, as someone who is a a mentor, then you setting up your business that you depend on for your income should absolutely be doing it. So my question to you is this, have you read your license law? And I'll bet the answer is no. (laughs) you probably read the uh, six different parts that you knew were going to be on a licensing exam and uh, went from there. You know, it's great to learn about what the real estate commission is going to do or something, you know, or how many members there are on this board or that. And, you know, uh, how many square feet are in an acre and all this other really fun stuff. (laughs) Okay. But you need to learn what's really going on. Learn your license law, okay? I actually recommend that you spend the money and print it. Yes, you'll get, you know, a huge pile of paper. Uh, Maybe you want to go to a a FedEx store or something or UPS store and use their their printer and print it off. But it's worth a couple of bucks to have that printed and have it in paper form, you know, so that you can point to it. You can make notes. You can carry it with you. You can keep it in your office. Um, having to look it up online and then find it and get through whatever pop-ups there are and whatever your state is promoting at that moment and you have to you know dig for it, that's a whole lot tougher than being able to whip it out, point to the page, and recite it. 
Folks, there are laws regarding earnest money in terms of how it's delivered, how, how quickly it has to be delivered, where it needs to be delivered to. I mean, you know, in, in, uh, in Indiana, there's, there's rules about how it's actually delivered to the agent and how quickly it has to be done from the time the offer's signed. And there's agents going, well, I can't get up to see you today, but I'll bring it up to you, you know, uh, on Saturday. And it's like, no, you're breaking the license law. Get it up here today or we don't have a deal. So learn your license law. Okay. It, it, it's, uh, it's not only going to save you and your business, but it's something that if you're actually representing a buyer or a seller, then how can you rationalize not fully understanding the laws that govern your job? Read it, learn it, know it. It's worth it. You're worth it. It's time for some real talk. Till next time.